fantasy football has become a major reality for millions of fans. Makes him off to the 30. He's gone. He's gone. What a move. It takes skill to win your fantasy championship, separating the zeros. And he goes to the near side, and it's picked off. Intercepted. From the fantasy heroes. Down the middle, it's caught over the shoulder in the end zone. Buckle up your chin strap for the fantasy fix. Let's say hello to our friend, Nick Menzio, rotoworld.com. Nick, as always, we appreciate you taking the time. Let's start in Philadelphia. Is the Eagles offense good enough, even without Carson Wentz, that you would consider using Nick Foles in a fantasy playoff game? I mean, I'm not a big Nick Foles fan, but, I mean, I like these matchups for his pass catcher, Zach Ertz, going against a uh, Giants pass defense that is just dreadful against tight ends. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey going against these outside corners. No Janoris Jenkins anymore on IR with an ankle injury. Uh, Nelson Aguilar in the slot. So if I like a guy's pass catchers matchups, I mean, I got to like the quarterback a little bit. So, I, w- I mean, if I'm streaming quarterbacks, I don't have a problem going with uh, Foles this week. Nick, when you look at Kansas City, some of their big players, big playmakers that were making plays early in the year look like they're doing the same now. Uh, are Alex Smith and uh, Kareem Hunt back on the list of guys to use after the past two weeks? I mean, the Chiefs, you know you know who's going to get the ball there. It's going to be Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, and I love offenses that just throw give the ball to their best players. I don't like giving, giving these guys like Albert Wilson and uh, I don't even know what DeMarcus Robinson is his name. Uh, guys like that target. So I, I like the way the Chiefs go about it. They, they get the ball in their best players' hands, but this week is just real tough against this Chargers defense that is number one against the pass, playing a lot better against the run as well, and it's going to be in Arrowhead, I believe. Uh, the Chiefs have just they just play better defense at home and their offense doesn't need to put up a lot of points so there's a lot of low scoring games out in Kansas City so I'm, I'm not going to be on Alex Smith much this week but I'm fine using Kareem Hunt still he had a big game last week Nick we've been talking a lot during this show about the return of Aaron Rodgers what's the fantasy impact on his receiving core and if we're talking about the direct implications of the matchup how do you factor in Carolina's defense yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for these Packers uh, the last three weeks. They got some tough matchups here against the Panthers, Vikings. Uh, the Lions aren't so tough, but the Panthers and Vikings, especially this week on the road in Carolina, good defense for Carolina. But I mean, it's hard to say anyone wins more in this with Rodgers getting back than than Jordy Nelson, who has just been a complete non-factor with Brett Hundley at, at quarterback. So with Aaron Rodgers back, I think Jordy Nelson, if he was dropped in your league, I know a lot of people were dropping him the past couple weeks when he wasn't doing anything. So if he got dropped, he needed to be picked up ASAP uh, immediately back on the wide receiver two radar. If you haven't already, it's time to bench Derek Carr and which guy on the Raiders are you are good plays these final few weeks? Yeah, Derek Carr just looks like the most overpaid player in the league right now. If he got that huge contract over the, the offseason or early in the season, I can't remember when he signed up, but he just has taken a huge step back under New OC Todd Downing, uh, their offensive line isn't even playing as well anymore. Uh, Amari Cooper has just been a complete disappointment. He's hurt now. So the only guy on this team I'm really interested in is Michael Crabtree. He's seen like 11 targets in one game and then 13 and then next that he's played the last two without Cooper. Uh, him and Marshawn Lynch, I think they're running the ball with him more. They're, they know they're, they can't really throw the ball right now. So Lynch and Crabtree is it for me. Fantasy Fix, Nick Mencio, rotoworld.com. Nick, I know a lot of fantasy players like to stagger their lineup to have a guy maybe playing on Monday night. Now there is the Saturday component to factor into your thinking. What are you doing with Golden Tate at home? And he's had his issues outdoors, but this game under the roof of Ford Field against the Chicago defense that's been very shaky. 
Yeah, I mean, I actually think Chicago's defense is pretty underrated. They play really well there. I think they're seventh in total yards allowed per game, or seventh in total points. One of the two. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they played really. They've overachieved big time under Vic Fangio, which is something Fangio does with all his defenses. So. I kind of like that defense a little bit, and Golden Tate has really struggled in the passing in Fangio's Bears defenses. So I'm a little leery here, but it, like you said, it's at home in a dome, perfect weather environment, no weather concerns whatsoever. So if I got Tate, I'm definitely running him out there in PPR for sure. I like Marvin Jones a little bit more this week, and I also like Stafford now that he's a week removed from that hand issue. Uh, not going to have any tape on his hand this, this week, so I like him to bounce back too. A lot of players on this Cowboys team had a had a pretty darn good game against the Giants, but a big game for Rod Smith uh, for the Cowboys. But is Alfred Moore still the better value right now than Smith? Yeah, I was all over Morris last week against the Giants, and ended up being Rod Smith. So I don't know. It's kind of like the Eagle situation. They got Legarrette Blunt and Jay Ajayi there. It's just like, oh, I love one of the guys one week, and then oh, it ends up, ends up being the other guy that has a big game. So it's been like that for the Cowboys. I don't know what I mean. Your guess is as good as mine who's going to have the big game this week. So I'm, I'm treating both of them as RB3s. I, I mean, I'm not comfortable using any of them, but one of them is going to go off every week. Nick, some fantasy owners got a fortunate development with a big game from Jesse James on Sunday Night Football against the Ravens. Is that going to change because Juju Smith-Schuster is coming back from the one-game suspension? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying into Jesse James very much. I think he had like 11 targets or something like that, easily a season high. Juju coming back, like you said. Martavis Bryant saw a season high 10 targets last week too. So this game has shootout potential though. So, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't be like completely shying away from James as like a tight end streamer, but definitely have to lower expectations here with Juju coming back. Le'Veon Bell seeing over 10 targets a game as a running back the past month too. So that's like insane running back usage. But, I mean, I like those guys a lot better, a lot more than I like James this week. He's definitely like the fifth option in the pass attack. The Redskins have been truly struggling as of lately, not getting any production from anywhere on the field. But are you staying away from Kirk Cousins right now? And which receiver on the Redskins do you think has the most value right now? I definitely have to say it's Jameson Crowder on the inside, and he gets the best matchup this week as well against Tyron Matthew and the guys on the slot for the Cardinals. Uh, Josh Doxson's going to be running all his routes against uh, Patrick Peterson outside. Uh, Ryan Grant running against uh, Traymond Williams. So inside's where you got to go. Jameson Crowder, Vernon Davis. I'm, I'm still not scared of Cousins. He's been an awesome fantasy quarterback all season. Had a rough game predictably against the Chargers' top-notch pass defense on the road last week. So. I'm completely fine going back to Cousins in this spot uh, against Arizona. Finally, Nick, we know with the fantasy postseason, there's no margin for error. How mindful are you of weather when you're making your final lineup decisions? For example, once it became apparent, we were just talking about a little snow in Buffalo, but a blizzard. The logical conclusion would be, okay, they're going to run a lot, and that proved to be a great opportunity for folks who put Frank Gore in the lineup. Yeah, totally. I mean, anytime... I'm not so concerned about rain when it's weather-wise, but the wind and the snow, like anything over like 20, 25, 30 miles an hour is definitely something to worry about for passing attacks. I'm sure Cordelkins uh, has input on that as well. But snow, you know, they're going to be running the ball. That was easily predictable last week. Uh, LaShawn McCoy had a season-high 32 carries. Frank Gore had, had a big game too. I think the Colts only threw the ball like seven times last week. So, Anytime, anytime there's a lot of snow, you definitely got to uh, turn to the running games and just completely avoid the passing games if you can. Nick, as always, we appreciate the insights. Enjoy the weekend. We'll chat with you next week when it's time for the Fantasy Football Super Bowl in most leagues. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you next week. 
You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.